Hey guys, Julio here with a little warning before you listen to this special bonus episode. It was recorded during my birthday party a couple weeks ago, and faithful listeners will notice the audio quality isn't up to our usual standards, especially once we get to the real talk part of the show. In addition to recording in a much more open location with more background noise, we basically had a smartphone recording the audience participation, and that's pretty noticeable. So, new listeners, this isn't what the contrarians usually sound like. Still, we had a lot of fun recording it, and we think you'll have just as much fun listening to it. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to The Contrarians, where we're right and you're wrong. I'm Alex. I'm Julio, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Help promote the algorithm and spread the word. You can also find us on SoundCloud to subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit our main website, wearethecontrarians.com. Follow us on Twitter at Contrarian Prime. And to like us on Facebook, visit facebook.com slash Contrarian Prime. And if you have the willpower to keep up with our pretentious ramblings, you can follow us individually at Contrarian Alex for myself and at Avnio for Julio. That's O-V-N-I-O. Now, time for the podcast. Okay, and we are recording for our first ever surprise live mini episode of The Contrarians. That was a mouthful. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, Julio. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to The Contrarians. What are we doing here, Alex Mattis? I don't know. It was your idea. Okay, so we have an audience that's made up of people that probably have never listened to the show or have listened to like maybe one episode, so we should probably... No, Eddie's listened to a few. Yeah, well, Eddie's been a few, and so has Reed. Okay, so let's... Introduce the show first. What do we do here in The Contrarians? We like to say we rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. We find a movie that's high or low, fresh or rotten, make a case for why it shouldn't be. Yes. A lot of people have been like, why did you pick this movie? Why did you make us watch this movie, those of you who watched it? And, uh, well, it was 93% Rotten Tomatoes. 94. 94%. It gets, it's creeping up. Yeah. And, uh, and it's on Netflix and it's 90 minutes, so it seemed like it was... It was attainable. It was it was doable. You could watch this movie before coming to a birthday celebration and, <laughs> and it's have the a birthday better, gift for you. Yes, the pleasure should not be restricted just to the birthday person. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I think with that out of the way, being that it is your birthday and you selected the movie, what what are we covering today? Okay, so what I figure, Alex, is we're gonna do kind of like an abbreviated version of a regular episode. Mm-hmm. So we're still gonna do Contrarian's Corner where we do. You know, kind of a, a synopsis of the movie, and we go through it, and we argue against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. Yeah. But we're gonna do it like we're gonna take 45 minutes to discuss Camp, which is another reason why this movie works. Because I don't think, regardless of how you feel about it, which you'll find out in real talk, uh, I think that we can get through this in like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, there's not too much to it. I mean, you are the summary man, so it really it's gonna be up to you. I'll be leading the way. You'll be leading the way here, but and then once we get to real talk, then I think that we can actually talk to people and just hear what they how they felt. Mm-hmm. I've already gotten a lot of death threats about making them watch this movie. I don't know how you feel about it, and I can't wait to find out once we get to real talk. Well, let's go ahead and launch on into it, being that it is a fresh movie. Uh, we'll be making a case against that. Uh, so Cam begins, it's about a Cam girl, um, I don't have the character's name written down here. Jesus, you really like dropped the ball on this one. I thought it was an abbreviated version. <laughs> abbreviated still means I do have Tinker, that's the one character name I have written down The most down memorable here. character in the movie. Ted from Scrubs. Uh, is that him? <laughs> with hair and the flop sweat. Uh, actually, before we get to the, the, the meat of Contrarian's Corner, I do have three fresh quotes. We're not abbreviating it that much, Alex. Okay. Um, so... 94% Rotten Tomatoes. Let's pick up three fresh quotes uh, from Rotten Tomatoes, starting with Brian Tallarico from RogerEbert.com, who says, A fascinating conversation starter driven by a great performance. Turn it on. And, I mean, it is a conversation starter. I've been telling people not to talk about it since they got here to the house. 
they just can't it's been wait like to tell people. Leslie, I'm... the dinner party where she has Justin over and no one can talk about anything until he gets there. Exactly. That's, that's yes. how you've been acting. Do not talk about Cam. Uh, Allison Foreman from Mashable says, Cam will suck you in, chew you up, and spit you out. But be warned, once you hit play, you'll need plenty of time post-credits to do your own digesting. Was Allison Foreman a little turned on by this movie? I was. Yeah. Uh, Nick Johnston from Vanialand. Cam is as much a respectful portrait of a section of a much maligned industry as it is a horror film. Yeah, a lot of overthinking of this movie. (laughs) Give me way too much credit. Yeah. So, Uh, uh, Lola is our main flame muse. I gave you time to look it up. You did. Uh, Played by Madeline Brewer. Um, Cam Girl. This is apparently a thing that people don't know is a thing. But we found that out. Well, watching. we're older. Yes, I am older. You are much older, as we are here to celebrate. So, Lola is uh, custom cam girl. I mean, I'm not too into the scene. Don't so. act like you don't know the scene. Basically, what happens is she like gets talked into killing herself, or so we think, in the, uh, very, the very opening. Beginning. Yeah. Yes. So she's there, takes tips from people, uh, takes her clothes off says nasty things for tokens for tokens not yeah. money tokens that's, that's money though it's it, yeah i don't know I, I i one of my main problems with this movie was that i couldn't really understand what the financial like model was she never really i, I never really saw her like profiting from it at some point she says you're taking half my money did you see the fucking house she was living in right but how does she pay for it i didn't really see like tokens the, <laughs> okay yeah. so you can you can pay pal through this is like a bitcoin thing yes is it, okay well, then it kind of makes sense. So I couldn't figure out what the fuck they were going for because the whole opening kept cutting in between. Like, at first I thought it was like unfriended, where it's just going to be all on the desktop for the whole time. Uh-huh. And then it was cutting to like cell phone footage, and then it was cutting to just like static shots. So I don't know if this was like a budgetary thing, but uh, I was very irritable quickly well, into this. I've never seen a movie by this person before, and I know we'll get into it in real talk, but I think it is their first movie. Uh, I believe you are correct. I'm trying okay. To, yeah. So, up. I mean, I will... Daniel Goldhaber, who watched The Neon Demon once and then made a movie. I was going to say, I like that pink filter. I'm going to use that pink filter on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I can look past that. I can look past like all the shortcomings as far as visual stuff and you know the fact that they're kind of like feeling their way through the movie. What I have a problem with, and it starts right at the very beginning, is just the depiction of this life. Uh, you have uh, basically a young woman that's debasing herself for money in front of an audience. In the is movie, this a great country or what? <laughs> it is, but but still, that doesn't mean that it needs to be that way. You know, it's uh, if this movie was about the perils of going down this path, and then uh, by the end of the movie, she and us have learned a lesson about how this is why you don't become a cam girl, then. I, I would understand. I would feel differently. But I think that morally, this movie is kind of like suspect. I understand it, nothing when this movie's over. <laughs> but you do understand that maybe cam girling is not a bad thing as long as you can beat the system. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she still has that house. So, uh, going back around, she's talked into slitting her throat. So, we really think she kills herself on her live webcam. And which is a thing people have done. Yeah, and then people are getting their rocks off to it. And then... The, it cuts out, and then we meet Tinker, uh, the flop sweat character, who I guess is like one of one of her Patreon customers that gets <laughs> to talk to her after hours. Um, and he was talking about how hot it was. And so, do you think that every person that that attends these cam shows is Tinker a representative of that demographic? Tinker is fucked for whatever because he can only be cast as like a creep, and that's <laughs> pretty much on the nail here. Well, yes, but also, I think... Oh, is he indicative of people that go to cam shows? Yeah. No, I think um, fucking Barney. Barney? The other dude. I'm so proud of you for not having to look that name up, because you said... you. No, that was memorable. He's he's the fucking neighbor from Aqua Teen Hunger Force come to life. Um, Yes. Yeah, Barney's probably more like it, but still, I think you get a lot more Tinker than you get Barney, and, you know, if you want to watch cam shows, that's your choice, but I would like to believe that here in America, you get... there's normal people watching cam shows. It's not just like the really weird, creepy, super like needy dude like Tinker or the gruff 
super macho guy that hides from his wife. Like uh, yeah, when Obama Barney. was in office, they were playing him like in Times Square twenty four seven. So uh, tokens for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like the sleazy life has taken over, and she loves this manipulating of people, and it's a very odd message. I watch this with my sister too, and I don't want her getting ideas that this is a way of life that she can. Well, I was thinking, is this like a millennial thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm just beyond the. If it's just that I didn't get it because I'm just not part of, like, the age demographic, then, you know, maybe fine. But my experience with, like, campsites and whatever is just that they're... Listen, I was young once. Is that they're... they're they have no them in Peru? <laughs> they're much different. They, Y'all just got dial-up, so... <laughs> it's, like, it's more like a series of still images that okay. just flip together. But it's it's nowhere near as, as uh, enticing or rewarding as, as what this movie will lead you to believe. So, once again, I think that when you go back to, like, the moral... I think the, the real cam girls all end up, like... Um, Girl in Requiem for a Dream. Jennifer Connelly? Yes. That's how they feel afterwards. That's rough. It it's, is. It's a hard R. Uh, she goes out in public, and I thought like this was when... Because I looked up the movie. It said psychological thriller. Uh-huh. So I kept waiting for something to kick in. So then I thought Oh, it she takes w- a while. Yeah. It, the fast this movie is not. Uh, when she sees Tinker in public, I thought she was like imagining that. Because he's like there and then just ducks out of frame right away. She was losing her She's mind. at like a Dollar General or some shit. And then runs into a character that has no consequence of anything to the rest of the story. Yeah, Someone she went to high school with or something, I guess. Yeah, she invites her to a party later. Her little brother's birthday party. Yeah. So we've established she's a cam girl. She makes money. Her uh, mom doesn't know, but her brother does. Yes. Father, not anywhere in the picture. Are you surprised? How old is she? So she has to be... I'm assuming you have to be an adult to get on uh, I F- would hope FGC, so. FCG. FGL. <laughs> Once again, your research impresses me. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I think that she's an adult, but just barely, maybe. I don't know. She owns a house now. She's paying for a house. Her mom and her brother... Her brother knows, and she's showing her brother videos from the night that she cut her throat. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I feel bad for the kid. At the same time, he seems to he seems to be perfectly cool with it until somebody teases him about it later at his party. <laughs> Which is understandable. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I mean, pick a side. Are you going to be supportive of your sister and just be okay with her, you know, being a cam girl? Where he's like, tell mom. You need to tell mom. But then when her, when his buddies find out, it's not like she was wearing a mask or anything. I mean, it just... Well, she says she doesn't want to tell her mom because she wants to do it when she's in the top ten. You know, give her something to be really proud of. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole uh, driving force of this is she's trying to get the top 50 of these cam girls. I think there's like 200,000. And we learn here that the cam scene is not all it's cut out to be. Because there's a lot of bitches that work in that that are trying to saboteur or sabotage each other i i got uh, i mean i got that but at the same time i got the vibe that there's like a loving community of support because whenever she has a problem she goes up and she there's like the cam house they can go hang out at the cam house and then she has her cam buddies that they like uh skype with and you know she shows them the presents that she got and all everything so once again i feel like it's not like an accurate depiction of cam life mm-hmm. um, and and definitely one that you if you were showing it to a younger a younger person they would probably get the wrong idea about what it's like to be a cam person they do have the the top dog baby girl or whoever uh-huh. like the number one was that you have to be like privileged it's like cerebro you can't use it or see it right away you have to be privy to that you have to um, be the trucker guy the yeah and she like no one knows how to get a hold of her and that is like red flag number 87 of this movie uh, so there, there's infighting. Uh, one of the girls' channels is trying to sabotage uh, Lola, our main character, by saying, "I'll get naked if you stop watching her channel." Yes, that's when she's eating the steak. Yes. Yes. Ruined steak forever. It was pretty filthy. Speaking of filthy, Tinker has just moved into the city where she lives. We don't know where this is, but I would imagine somewhere in New Jersey, just based on the ambiance of it all. Um, why, at this point, is the movie not over? She just gets out of the cam life because this guy's there to... It's creepy. Yeah. Well, it's not like... Bitch I mean, doesn't even have a she... gun. She has a pink stun gun. That's all she has. And, and the cops are no help because, I mean, it's later shown that... Oh, God, the, I forgot. Yeah, the... The two cops that show up in the movie at some point when things get more serious. Trump's just, America police officers? Yes. They're like, so how does this work? And do you ever do anything outside of the camp? Do you do you hook up with the guys that you meet later? It's, uh, it's pretty disgusting, which I think that if I was a member of the police force, I would be deeply offended. You only get to see him once in one scene. I don't know. I don't know about Tink. He... 
I could go either way with him at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not proven uh, to be a threat at the time. He's just like a creepy, lonely guy. And I think that if the movie was about how this girl kind of like led this guy on online and then she had to like fight off a creepy stalker later on, then I would be I'll be down with it. Yeah. But the problem is that this movie is not about that. This movie kind of abandons its sort of setup. It doesn't have the conviction to stay within the camp world, and it's, uh, uh, instead becomes like some sort of like supernatural thriller. Uh, yeah. So read the next scene how you will. In order to get more views and upvotes, she goes on cam and rides a symbian. Sibian. I honestly don't know what the pronunciation of that is. And uh, the Vibraton, Vibatron. Is that what they called it? The I just know they vibrator. brought in Rob Zombie to guest direct this scene because <laughs> it was just like the fucking annoying swirling effect that he has such a raging hard on for. Um, but I guess this was like this machine captured her soul because then they're able to like replicate her after this. I don't know if this was like a soul extractor or what happened, but then the next day there's like a clone of her after she rides this vibrating machine. We read this movie very differently. <laughs> I don't know if this like teleported her. Like, I mean, obviously the, they were taking pages from Interstellar here. I, I am all down for a movie that warns you about you know the perils, the dangers of riding a Sibian online <laughs> for too long. For too long. There is a character that says that she couldn't feel, feel anything. That it, she lost all feeling after mm-hmm. riding it for too long. So, uh, yeah, really awesome watching this with my sister. <laughs> And your dad? And my dad, yeah. How confused was your dad during... Dude, like the first fucking 15 minutes they kept asking what's going on. It's like, I don't fucking know. I know as much as you do about this. And then my dad was like, well, have Julio explain this to me. Uh, That's a conversation I look forward to. Um, Okay, so she has a double. So now we're not in the real world. At least we as the audience, we know this. Correct. Uh, but, But she We don't know what the real world is. Right. And the movie doesn't take a fucking second to explain any of it to us. Right. No. It, it, but she, the way she reacts is it, she and like pretty much everybody that becomes aware of the situation, they're just like, wow, they found somebody that looks a lot like you. And that's insane. Like if I see somebody that looks exactly like me on TV, mm-hmm. I don't just go like, oh, they must have found somebody that looks like me. I'd be like, that's me on TV. What's going on? There's yeah. something weird. It's not like big where it's not really fathomable. It's... Here it's like okay something's clearly wrong and you can see it in front of your face right now. Yeah, it's no. not that she turned into Tom Hanks. No. Instead, then it, then she would have been number one on the campsite. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks riding the Vibatron or whatever. Jesus. Hey, uh, she calls into Spectrum customer support, and they are most of no, realistic part of the movie. Yes, they are of no assistance. The dude just tells her to calm down and you know, calm down, ma'am. Still be hysterical. I do love that the the cam girl website has like. Uh, <laughs> domestically based call center that has people that answer these calls for him. 24-7, and then he escalates to level two. So there's a level two. So basically, either they cloned her or uh, Free Cam Girls Live became self-aware and just, like, created this exoskeleton. I can't get past the time. fact that you think that the Vibatron... What else it, am I supposed to think? I don't know, but that's like that's not even considered in the movie. So kudos to you to come for coming up with that. It's like own, a time traveling own. device. Yeah. So someone takes over a page, looks like her, somehow infiltrates her password, um, is posing as her, and she's also sending DMs out as her, because fucking Tinker shows up at her uh, her mom's beauty salon. Yeah. With the clear interpretation and um, he was hoodwinked into thinking they were going on a date. He shows up with, with flowers. And, and she like motherfucks him right there on the spot to get out. And uh, uh, but he's clearly a creepy old dude and her mom's like, who was that? Thank you. I was about to say that. Yeah. She's so excited. I don't understand. Do you recognize the mom from a different movie? Um, no. I, uh, she's uh, She looked like uh, Marissa Tomei's <laughs> older half-sister no she's in uh the butterfly effect yeah i think she's the mom in the butterfly effect okay <laughs> she has a history of playing terrible did you mothers. look that up or did you really oh no i, I know that how actress. many times have you seen the butterfly effect uh she's in magnolia too so okay i'm kind of you should have led with that because i know you love that movie yeah but nobody magnolia is not as funny as saying the butterfly effect i guess ashton so. kutcher vehicle i know you have the criterion of it so uh brother's birthday party all his friends are smoking devil's lettuce and watching his sister uh, flicked the bean on the cam show, and they all think it's the funniest thing ever, which is really fucked up. Uh, like, <laughs> I couldn't tell the tone of this either. It's not played for laughs, but like, I mean, it's, and then the, the it's, completely inconsequential friend from high school is there, and right. then is like obsessing about getting 
the it's right the, lighting in a picture. It's the artsiest sequence in the movie too. Because you realize it's all one shot. Oh, is it? It is. She comes. It's the Scorsese moment where she walks into the party and she says hi to the boys watching porn. Then she goes out the backyard. The camera is following her. She says hi to her brother. Uh, then she goes into the kitchen. She says hi to her mom and her inconsequential friend. Uh, and then they're like, "Let's do cake." And then, oh yeah, all like, hell breaks loose. They're fighting. It's uh, he's like wrestling his friend to the ground. And you can just hear porn star, and then like it's taken down. And then the mom picks up the phone and just starts watching it in front of people. <laughs> and then the fucking best part is like every. It's like a scene from The Office. It's super awkward. And then someone's just like, "Happy birthday." The mom says. We're having cake. Because she's trying to explain herself. And the mom just shuts oh, down okay. and she goes, we're having cake. Gotcha. It's still The Office. It's Ben Affleck and Reindeer Games. He's having fucking dinner with his family. She, this this party will not be ruined. So she's watching the show. She becomes obsessed with this clone of hers. So she starts making these different identities, trying to like infiltrate the page, saying, hey, that's not really Lola. But then she just starts like obsessing so much so that she registers her credit card, starts buying tokens, spending them on them, trying to get this person to do like off herself pretty much because then She's i had written her- here uh the south park where r kelly is like now i pull out my gun but uh it's not apparently fun to joke about r kelly anymore right now so i'll just say she pulled out a gun and the fake lola yes and then eventually has people tip her until she kills herself yes or at least it's perceived that way yeah she was flogging herself first she was spanking herself then original lola gets on there pays a thousand tokens so she can like flog herself and then when that's not doing the trick she pulls out a gun and then she blows her brains out and lola goes from being like yeah flog yourself to being horrified when he shoots herself in the head mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like, are you against or for fake Lola inflicting pain on herself? I think she was just bummed because she was stealing her act. I was literally, I was watching this with my wife, and she was like, "What's going on? Why she?" She's no longer here. <laughs> she walked away. <laughs> she and and I said, I think she's just mad because she's more popular than she was, you know, when it was her channel. Yeah. Uh, um. So she reports this to the cops, as we mentioned before. They don't see an issue. One of them takes a chance to like mildly hit on uh lola in a passing manner so then lola thinks it's a good idea to have lunch with barney because we haven't made enough bad decisions right and barney again looking like someone who uh watches cam shows constantly takes her to the classiest mexican joint yeah and then he orders a burrito with i wrote this down specifically no cheese no beans no sour cream get the fuck out of there (laughs) and the waiter goes no beans no beans. And he's like he forceful mad, about like, it. Turns uh, out Barney's crazy. <laughs> Who could have foreseen this? Uh, this is, uh, I'm not even Mexican. You know, in I, Trump's America, you are. I, I might as well be. Yeah. And this was just, I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way that the waiter, who's obviously a white dude, is trying to pass off as sort of Hispanic. And he goes, uh, I actually wrote it down. They order basically guacamole and cheese. And he's like, oh, the queso sorpreso. <laughs> Fuck off. This is not even grammatically correct. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, the big boy burrito is what he orders. Oh, that. is that what it's called? Yeah. I was big. just appalled by his customized order. So, yeah, yeah, this dude who, again, red flags galore. Like, even previously, we didn't mention, he bought her, like, a diamond necklace and shit. Yeah. And then so she goes to the bathroom, and a live show starts. And then he, like, um, he approaches her thinking that she's trying to scam him and that the real Lola's online. Right. He doesn't go, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. You know, which is what I would imagine a normal person would have that reaction, right? But instead, he makes the assumption that everybody else has made in the movie, which is that, oh, there must be somebody that looks a lot like her. The real Lola is like doing a show and this random Lola lookalike is trying to get a free Mexican dinner out of me. She's crazy. (laughs) And then he like wrestles her into a headlock, covers her mouth, and they open Everything the door. Everything okay so far? Everybody yeah. in that restaurant is okay with this. And then the door flies open, and she's like trying to wrestle her way out, and like everyone's just watching. And he's like, "Oh, my wife, you know." Can't she- hold her liquor, and then she bites him. Like I guess is what it does, because and then he has like a really good sell about it, and that's it. Barney's gone. I mean, we didn't need any more. As Barney. quickly as he I came, had enough he of Barney exited. Before this. Yeah. So that the whole side trip served no purpose. Lola does some research, finds out that the other the the head cam girl, baby girl was killed like fucking four or five years ago. Again, the movie's making no effort to explain what's going on. I have in my notes some interstellar shit. At this point, I'm just hoping that it'll make sense at the end. Uh, Her mom is proud of her. 
for doing this in the next scene. Does this make her the best mom ever or the worst mom ever? Uh, I mean, somewhere in between. She says, I watch your your Stupidity videos. and brilliance <laughs> border each other pretty closely. She, uh, yeah, that part was weird. She said she like went and watched some of it. She's like, it was, it was cool. It was hot. And uh, then she has to say, it wasn't even me. <laughs> and uh, she's like, but that's not me on there. I know it's not you. And you get like this who's on first back and forth between them. And But her brother's all pissed off. But it's okay because we never see him again and it's really not that big of a deal. It's the so. last time we see the brother. Yeah. He doesn't uh, want to do the dishes and he just like, storms off. So she's doing like a bunch of research into this. She's trying to figure it out. It's like the fucking all the president's men. Just like going through all the files trying to figure out what's going on. She essentially discovers that the the head, the, the architect, the baby girl, every like co-scene she does with somebody, all those girls have Tinker as their number one fan. Is that what she figures out? Yeah, because then she goes to find him. I don't know how, just the trail of flop sweat or whatnot. Well, he said that, that <laughs> he said that he was staying at some like La Quinta or something uh, nearby. Yeah. And so I guess she just goes to every La Quinta and she knocks on every door until... And then, of course, the only two people there are like this really fucking sleazy looking like biker dude and then... Who's the, also probably watching like a cam girl show yeah. somewhere. And then the maid who, of course, is Hispanic. And she finds him and like stays with him. And then she finds him cranking rod in the middle of the night to her imposter. It was uh, the grossest masturbation scene ever. It is like horrifying. He's like hunched over, sweating profusely. Sweating. Kind of, I mean, he's being really loud about it because yeah. she's sleeping in the other room and she can hear him and that's why she she goes out to see what's going on. So here's like where the movie... It's if, the guy watching uh, Zed in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Like the this is what happens when Bruce Willis doesn't come back to kill you. Exactly. You just develop into this. But this is where the movie, if it hadn't jumped the shark for you yet, this is where the movie completely jumps the shark because this is where uh, she shocks him with her taser and then uh, and then he explains what's going on. It. As, as much as you can explain what's going on in this movie. Yeah. What I have was it, it copies girls. It. The system. It follows. No. <laughs> um... And then homegirl, imposter Lola, doesn't know what she looks like. Yeah. Because real Lola's like trying to make her. So you've had this threat. Fucking. This, this threat trap. that so far seemed unbeatable, right? She's taking over her site. She's changed the password. She can't even get back in there to, to cancel her profile or anything. And you're like, how is he going to beat her? And then she's face to face with her because she's, uh, I guess, having a private chat with. with uh, Tinker when he's cranking one out, yeah, and uh, and then yeah, she realizes that she doesn't know what she looks like. She's looking at herself basically, and she doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, you just diminish your big villain from something that was almost omnipotent and unbeatable to just like, oh, okay, it was just like a dumb glitch, like a, yeah. a, a glitch in the software or whatever it was. I mean, by now it's just by the numbers how you're gonna defeat her. So she, her plan of attack is like it's like the end of Fight Club. She's just gonna hurt herself in the hopes that it damages the clone. So she dupes her in, she pays her enough to get into private chat and then says, what, we're going to simulcast? She DMs her and then tells her, I want everybody to see what we're doing. Yes. And then, so they make it public and then and then they play a game of monkey see, monkey do. This is correct. And then... My favorite game. Ew. <laughs> the, pa- the delay in you delivering that line really <laughs> made it a lot sleazier. Uh, so they do some stripping and some winking and some kiss blowing, you know, day one shit. And then, um, and then they jump to like day 50. Yeah, for real. Then Lola just takes it over the edge. She slams her head into the desk and basically what happens is she busts her nose open and then you just see it appear on the right Lola bot. It's, I don't know, man. I, I, they, they've shown. I mean, they, this robot, this glitch or whatever, the, the Lola, fake Lola, had the, enough understanding how things work that when she shot herself earlier in the movie, it was believable. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw the blood spray all over behind her and all over her and whatever. And yet here, she can't fake a broken nose. She cannot. But whoever did the makeup on uh, real Lola, like, must have not budged on how much they were going to focus on it. Because that entire scene is just fixated on the makeup on her broken nose. I'll take half my my usual rate, (laughs) but I want three close-ups, 30 seconds each. So she bangs her head like two or three times and is trying to just point out that, fucking, see, it's not a real person. And then everyone in the chat's like, 
they don't buy it. It's the internet. No one gives a shit. They're just excited. Yeah. I my favorite part of the movie, the one thing that I did enjoy in the movie was the constant like emoticons that I was not aware. It, it, they might have been made just for the movie, or maybe they're just like if you go cam girling these days. Yeah, the giant penis with an anime head. <laughs> what can I get that on my phone? It's just brilliant. <laughs> That's useful for so many replies. No, there's the one get that the groceries. Makes, the one that makes a constant appearance is the one that's like a giant surprised emoji mm-hmm. like the big eyes with the big mouth like every time that something crazy happens you get that one and then like 500 tokens so tricks her into basically since i did this now you have to give me the password to your account right that's her she lost the first round so she had to strip and then the yeah bot that's right and that. of oh, course no. the password is just your very cliche string of random numbers and letters so she logs into the account and then deletes it so she's one She's defeated the computer. She's won, but she had to sacrifice the fact that her bot... It's like the net. <laughs> exactly like the net. The moment when Sandra Bullock just beats her... Deletes the internet. <laughs> deletes the internet. Uh, so she conquers the cam girl okay. robot. So here is where the movie could have, you know, I think redeemed itself. I don't think it would have made itself a better movie, but at least it would have come out clean. Yes. Right? You're like, we went through all this really weird shit. But when you come out of it, you're like, wow, that was crazy. I'm never doing it again. But instead... She goes right back to it. With the support of her mother. Like a (laughs) fucking man dying of thirst to water. (laughs) If I get more sand in my mouth. I was... I mean, she dyes her hair differently. I think she's wearing a wig. Oh, well. Doesn't her mom... Isn't she doing, like, something? Like, her mom... Her mom did her makeup because her nose is all fucked up. Oh. She's got that raccoon mascara going on because of the broken nose. Yeah, so she just goes back to it. Starts back at the bottom, and I guess she's going to work her way back up. Her mom's like, you're so lucky that I'm your mother. Which, again, is she part of the system? (laughs) You think that her mom is, like, under No, 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 no. Like, her going back to it. Is that her or... The movie... And then it just ends, and... Fucking someday by Sugar Ray plays over the credits and I have no idea what's going on. She's like, hello, boys. And then we cut the credits. I'm pretty sure there's a deleted scene, an alternate ending where like the whole point of it is that her next show is like her and her mom. That's how you like justify. It was too much. Obviously, your reaction. (laughs) That was too much for modern audiences. But that kind of like that would make more sense in the sense that, you know, you uh, the movie's at least telling you that it's not just that. It's a series of bad decisions, but it expands like a plague and takes your family down. The alternate ending was it was Tinker all along as Lola. As Lola. He yes. just takes the mask off. Um, uh, yeah, it's the end of Sleepaway Camp. Uh, yeah, I have as many questions at the end of this movie, if not more, than I did when it started. I think that in the end, I would forgive everything, like I said, if it had like a stronger moral standing. That is my problem. I This is not even... I got a theater, a theatrical release. This is something that's like out on Netflix, available for children of all ages to watch. And here you had this chance to warn them against the cam girl industry, and instead you kind of showed her this this exciting adventure where, you know, sometimes scary things might happen, but you'll end up with more tokens if you prevail and you just keep going. Occupational uh, hazards. You you'll win your mother's respect, and. Uh, you know, it might piss off your little brother for a little while, but then it doesn't matter because you're paying for your own house. <laughs> so, uh, you it, win in the end. Yeah, you win, and if they don't like it, they can suck it. Ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that that says it all. It was conquering. Yeah. What did your dad say about the ending? He said, "I, you need to explain to me what happened." And I was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> I think you just send him the link to a cam girl website. And nah, I'm good. Like, Start here. My dad knows as much about the internet as he needs to know right now. (laughs) As he will ever know. Um, All right. So you ready to do some real talk on this, Alex Mattis? Yes. Let's move this bad boy along. I slit my throat last night. Holy shit. What are you looking at? Nothing. She's texting a boy. Alice. I'm going to tell her. My rank needs to be better. I'm like this. close to breaking top 50. I can taste it. I'm locked out of my accountant. I think you guys are just replaying an old show or something. I don't think that's possible. We can't do that. Okay, well, does it say my channel's live? Yes, ma'am. Hey, we have a new friend. That person is not me. She looks exactly like you. Weird. Who is she? Unexpected things happen to test us. It isn't safe. What is it? I've watched enough to guess who it'll choose. But I don't know what it is. You stole my face, and now I'm going to get it back. You stole my face, and now I'm going to get it back. 
Okay, and we are recording for Real Talk on Cam. Oh, right. So that was Cam. It was a fun movie. It's interesting. Why'd you? Okay, why'd you pick it? I told you, ninety minutes, Netflix, freely available. Has it recently been added to Netflix? Uh, it's I got twenty eighteen movie, and mm-hmm. I I was surprised that it wasn't this high. It was ninety four percent. It was added in October. Oh, right on. There you go. Uh, budget of one million dollars added in October to uh, Netflix. <laughs> there you go. According to our sources, uh, directed by David Goldhaber, written by, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, but uh, Issa Maze. Who co-directed it, but she's not actually uh, credited. Nice. Uh, from what yep. little research I did do, she wrote it based on her real life experiences as a cam girl. So hopefully she would have answers into what, like... Was she cloned after writing a Sibian? Like, what exactly happened? Is there really such a such a thing as a Vibratron or whatever? Is that what they called it? I must have completely. They do say the Vibratron. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that, that's the original <laughs> model. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, well, okay. So let me get the the quotes out of the way, then we can just get into the, the oh, real yes. stuff. They're, with ninety four percent, it means there's six percent of people that didn't like it. Yeah, there's there's a handful. Uh, only five reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and two of them they have like really interesting quotes but uh, Jaime Fadelucas from Culturamas says although the idea raised by director Daniel Goldhaber might be interesting the development is disastrous full review in Spanish so this movie (laughs) 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 Um, Walt Walter Chaw from Film Freak Central says there's a good short film here trapped in the body of this feature maybe yeah, uh, I roll with that. Rebecca Pali from Film Journal International says, "Unfortunately, a solid premise can only carry a film so far, and Goldhaber, Goldhaber, fails to deliver on Cam's potential." They didn't really bring out the knives for the for the negative quotes this time no, around. I think they were too shocked. I think they were not too afraid. nearly enough pun-based critical reviews. I think they were too afraid of what some of those here and your dad were afraid were not afraid to ask which is like how real is this yeah. you know and they were afraid to like let the negative review like let us know that oh well maybe I don't know what I'm talking about yeah. I have I have no shame in telling you I have no idea how much of that is like real cam girl industry stuff and how much is made up just for the movie I would like to believe that it's accurate I would imagine so especially if the writer had previously done that well the director used to direct her as a cam girl now we're talking i want to see that movie now we're on to something here i direct as a cam girl then eventually we make a feature about cam girls yeah that's good but okay so alex i don't know how you feel about this movie in i mean i i I guess i know that you found it interesting it's all right let's let's jump to like the the rating just because i really want to know i can't tell like what do you rate it I don't know. I mean, it's ambitious, so that counts for something. I, I don't know, like B minus, C plus. C plus. Yeah, it, it didn't set my world on fire or anything like that. But like I said, and I don't mean to sound condescending and be like it's competently made, but it, it's it's a good movie. Do you think the fact that you watch it with your your dad and your sister affected the experience? At, at first, but then like. You're like, fuck this. We're adults. <laughs> they can walk away if they don't like yeah. it. I watched Traffic with my parents when I was 13. So hey, Traffic is just Dude, whatever. Dude, sitting in a theater watching Julia Stiles get railed by a big brother. Oh, I like, forgot about yeah, that part. Yeah. With That's... my mom right next to me. That was not fun. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Erica Christensen. Erica Christensen. Oh, okay. Wow. It's like instant fact checking. What the hell? Is this a debate? I don't get us and Jimmy on Okay, so before, actually, I liked it a lot. And now we're surrounded by people that have seen it. So out of the six of you, how many liked it? You can raise your hands. What do you mean by like? Like, was it overall a positive experience? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I think that the actress is good, and that's what saves the movie. Why did did Cam Girls get directed across the (laughs) movie? Yeah. Gail, I haven't. No, didn't like it. All right. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was okay when I finished it, but like even though cutting away the jokes, just hearing you guys talk about it, it's it sounds worse. Like the more I think about it, Jesus, we ruined it for Eddie. Yeah, actually, well, I started I, telling Ray that I was like, "There's a loophole in this movie," and I didn't realize it until you guys started talking about it because Barney meets the girl who was killed, but if she's a glitch in the system. 
how the hell did he meet her? Did he meet her? I don't remember what. Yeah, he does. He has pictures with her. He shows her pictures oh, with Barney. her. I'm thinking of pictures. Yeah, Barney, the creepy Mexican food guy. <laughs> no beans. <laughs> Mind blown. I hadn't even thought about it. Right, he's he has a picture in front of her store. Recently, and if she killed herself or six like died, ago. like not six months ago, it was like longer than that, it was right? Like four years, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, like it was like when she was like a prom queen. Day. Like it was like oh so sad, the prom queen died, and if that if he met her, how the hell did he meet her if she's a glitch in the system? And yeah, for her trying to be so smart and outsmart like the system, lunch with Barney, like <laughs> what part of that seems like a good idea to you? Uh, well, okay. I, I, I can't even process that plot hole. I'm going to tell myself that, uh, that Barney met her like before she died. Yeah. Maybe he killed her. You're right. Whoever said that, maybe he killed her. That's, and I do believe the, uh, Vibratron is like some sort of, we can't, we symbiote. can't, we can't stay away from the Vibratron. I believe it's some sort of like cloning device or mechanism. Cause all the girls that done gone I mean, don't missing. Don't get me wrong, Alex. I love it. I love the it's theory. Like the I love passage. where your mind's going. But there is nothing. It's the bridge and the Lost Boys that you jump off of, and then you never sleep again. Uh, it's definitely a more satisfying explanation than what the movie gives you. But I'm okay with not knowing what's happening. And so I, I liked it. I and, and I think that what I really liked about it is that beyond the plot holes or, you know, like the unanswered questions, I think that the, the position it takes with the cam girl industry is kind of like hands off. It doesn't it doesn't need to be very judgmental because obviously just in depicting it the way it does, it doesn't make it like an appealing industry to be part of. But it's not a movie that ends with her saying, and I'm never going back again, and I learned my lesson. It's just like, it's pretty judgment-free as far as a, as a movie like this can be. And yeah. I found that refreshing, that it was not... Uh, oh, wow. Speak on it, Eddie. I think that's because by the time you get to the end, you realize the whole conflict is a stolen password. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? what lesson is she going to learn? Oh, like, why would she abandon the industry when she can just reset her password or create a new right? Life? But but through the through this quest to recover her password, she gets to maybe see the ugliest side of the industry. The the horrible customer service. <laughs> the horrible customer service. The, the the horrible Mexican dinner. I mean, she gets to meet Barney face to face and almost get abducted. I guess you know if she hadn't like bitten his his hand, and she gets to meet. Uh, let's go on Trinket Tinker uh, <laughs> and uh, it gets I mean you would think it's one thing to have these guys behind a computer screen and not having to interact directly with them and another thing is to hear him masturbate from like a room over and then walk in on him all sweaty and nasty and classic him. movie masturbation <laughs> well yeah and then you get the vinegar strokes as he's fucking coming as she catches him he's like yeah <laughs> Yeah, then he like stands up to chase her. And he's like, hey, hey. <laughs> that's classic. That's the the best filmmaking in the movie. Uh, I think that she gets to see an uglier side than what she usually. Yeah, she sees, sees Tinker cranking <laughs> Rod, man. <laughs> uh, Tinker Mexican food, just the backstabbing that comes with her, like getting closer to the top, and yet at the end of the movie, she goes like. All right, I'll just start again. What's well, fucking Black and, Swan? She learns all the tricks of the trade. And so. then she dies, except she doesn't. Do you, maybe, I don't know. Well, the idea is it's supposed to be sex positive. Right, but that's cool because I think that that's, that's the thing. I You could you could make the movie where at the end of, of the story she learns or she, she thinks that, okay, well, I've had enough. It was I was doing it and it was the wrong thing. Yep. And then that would risk it being read as like, oh, well, you're shaming people that are just embracing their sexuality or like you're telling women that you're not supposed to do this. And it's like, well, you know, she's an adult. She can do whatever she wants. She's not yep. hurting anybody. And so I like that it sidesteps that because it doesn't really need to give you that morale that big uh, speech, you know, because in the end, we all saw what she was going through. Even if she, in the end, she decides that she doesn't care, the rest of the audience saw it. And at least most people I think would find it like, oh, kind of repulsive and nasty. And there's no way I would ever do that. Uh, yeah. The fact that I find it silly that she runs back to it in the end has nothing to do with the actual line of work it is. It's what the movie before it like, but I mean, that is, it, it could have been like working in a pizza shop. If people tried to kill her and then she's just like a pizza pie at the end, it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but there's no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's just a stolen password, man. It's not hard to kill it. 
Well, I think it's a little more than that. I, I, that's the other thing. I found it ingenious how she finally gets her password back. If we're like boiling it down to a, a stolen password, the, how she tricks the ghost glitch, whatever it is, by by copying the Zoolander dance off. Am I at a disadvantage for not having? That's seen really Zoolander? funny you said that because at one point in us watching it today, my sister's like, "But why male models?" <laughs> they set it up early in the in the movie that it's kind of a. a you know, that all, is do- that all it does is copy other things. Mm-hmm. So when when she uses it against her, it makes sense. Oh, here's the big thing, I guess. Like outsmarting the, the computer. Right. But probably the weakest aspect of the movie didn't hit me as hard. And the weakest aspect of the movie being the twist. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely much more interesting before you know what's really going on. When there's a mystery as to what happened to her account. And then once it's revealed that... Oh, well, it's just some random weird software malfunction that's just taking over. And that's kind of a letdown. Uh, and it's kind of I silly. Think it's like a malfunction. Obviously, it's analogous for, like, the director and the writer's previous experience of, like, it just becomes you, but it's not you. I, I mean, obviously, I'd have to talk to them more in depth to, like, understand what they meant by it. But Well, I mean... What did they say, Jenny? What was it? Was it an analogy for anything? Oh, uh, no. I mean, the director mostly talked about he went to Harvard. <laughs> so. Is it an analogy for Harvard? <laughs> Ever heard of it? So he directed Cam Girls when he was 17, so he could never watch the actual footage. Because yeah, he was 17. Why, uh, why did they, they need direction? That confused me, because the, because the one this, in the movie is like, have a director. Yeah, and I just assumed that it's... You know, self-directed performance. Like. Well, no, it's more like crowd-directed. Yeah. yeah. So why do you need someone like in a chair, like shouting in a well, I, I think if I wanted to like speculate, it is a performance, and maybe most of these girls are willing to perform, but they're not classically trained. <laughs> so you gotta so you get Ron get, Howard out there. To <laughs> right. So you get somebody that can just like get them to where they need to be. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Let's say one more time. This time, keep your eyes closed a little longer. So I will it, say, watching it with my dad and sister, having no idea what, like, I didn't look even up a plot synopsis, and it turned out okay. Uh, and they both, they, like, enjoyed it as much as they could. Yeah. But, like, there was some fear there. Like, in that first, like, five minutes where I had no idea what was going on, she's pulling out, like, those fucking progressively <laughs> bigger vibrators. I was just like, Julio, you motherfucker, what's going on? I did not say watch it with your family. I know you didn't, but, you know. Um, but... Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is that I, I had the twist, the big reveal spoiled for me. I, I It's not a movie I was planning on watching originally. So uh, I was listening to a podcast and they were just talking about the movie and they talked about the twist and how it all ends and everything. So to me, I was like, oh, that sounds really stupid. And then I watched the movie and maybe because I had such low expectations of what was going to happen because they already told me. When it happened, I was like, oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be and then when i see her defeat the you know glitch the ghost whatever you know i thought it was ingenious so i I, i'll give you that i was going with really low expectations and already knowing what happens uh maybe definitely if i'd been going in not knowing anything i definitely would have been let down by the by the reveal yeah and by what happens after but the cops being like just scourge of the earth human beings i was just like dude Come on. Don't kick them when they're down. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's... They don't play enough of a role for me to, like, be bothered by it, but I did laugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm more like... This, Obviously, the whole thing was setting it, like, no, everyone's against her. Like, she has to do no it all one can help you. Yeah. yeah. But then her mom is super supportive, and that's another thing that I just... I did not expect that, you know, for her mom to be okay with it at the end. And it's like, all right, you know, no judgment. Once again, <laughs> I don't agree with what you're doing, but I, I like that the movie just let her have that moment and let her mom be supportive and tell her, like, well, that's cool. I'll do your makeup now, and you can just go and have more adventures. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's what it was, you know. She'll, and babes in Toyland. She'll tell her grandkids about this. <laughs> Back in my cam girl days, Jesus I, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole my password, so I went out with this guy named Barney, and it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, this is why I can't this have Mexican food ever had again. No cheese on his burrito. <laughs> Uh, okay, so performance-wise, the, the queso sorpreso. Queso sorpreso. 
It just looked nasty, too. No Velveeta in that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I like the authenticity. Right before, like, some mariachis come up to, like, start. I think it was in Middle America, like, place, not New Jersey. Yeah, that's probably true. That's, I mean, the accent. The dead like, giveaway was there's no character going, hey, oh. Didn't take her to a pizza joint or anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good point. Um, how do you feel about the actress, the main actress? Really she good. basically she carries the movie. Yeah. She's great. The rest of the cast, I mean, obviously her mom, I told you, she's like a well-known actress. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's fine. I, I, I was hit or miss with a... Uh, I want to call him Cranky now. What's his name? Cranky? Yeah. The, 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 the Tinker. Tinker. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Tinker. I didn't the prequel know. to this was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Tinker Cranky Soldier Barney. Um, I don't know. I, I I wish. What if they'd gotten like a guy that was a little more, you know, tone it down a little bit. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to be cute, but he doesn't have to be so socially awkward. Like Robert Redford. Can you imagine Redford playing that part? <laughs> I mean, the masturbation scene probably would have been too much for him to uh, Yeah, I don't it. need to see Redford's vinegar strokes, man. <laughs> so you get, uh, uh, I don't know. Now, anybody I say, it's just because I'm thinking of that scene. Jesus. Good God Almighty. Um, Rain Wilson. Oh, yeah, you get Rain Wilson. No, okay. that's too weird. Give me, like, a, not necessarily a stud, but somebody Brian that's... Brian Baumgartner, the guy who plays Kevin on The Office. No, 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 no. You're still going for it. I want somebody that's... <laughs> Uh, somebody that's not the stereotype of what you would expect a, a cam girl client oh, to be, okay. right? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. There you go. Bill Hader would be, you know, great. It would be more interesting because you're not instantly repulsed when he shows up. You're like, oh, maybe he's a dude that really wants to help. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I haven't seen him in anything else, but... Yeah, when Tinker showed up, I was like, we're, we're seeing this guy crank rod at some point <laughs> in this movie. Uh... Yeah, he's just like awkward and, and kind of like grosses you out. I, I don't know why it always comes back to trust on this, but like that movie Trust, <laughs> the guy they cast to be the pedophile in that, it's like there's nothing else he could do in life but play a pedophile in a movie unless he was an actual pedophile. He's no Patrick Wilson. That's what you're saying. Oh, God. I forgot about Hard Candy. Hard Candy? Yeah. There you go. Patrick Wilson as a stinker. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. That, that, that makes the movie so much more interesting. But then, yeah, the other guy, uh, Barney, was was fine. And, uh, I mean, it, all the other parts were just kind of small enough that it didn't matter. Yeah. But with the writing and directing combo of having that experience before, it, like, kind of re- not reminded me, but brought to mind. You know who Sasha Gray is? Um, fighter? No, Born Sasha Star? Gray was a foreign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was, it's you're either, thinking, it's you're thinking of Sasha Banks. Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you follow me on Twitter, so you know he's either talking about wrestling or porn. It's yeah. one or the other. Uh, no, Sasha Gray was a, an adult actress who then tried to go into acting and kind of tried to distance herself from, from that. I think it kind of bit her in the ass because uh, she did a movie with Steven Soderbergh and then she was on Entourage, if I remember correctly, played Vince's girlfriend. She was the lead in Open Windows, Nacho's movie with Elijah Wood. Yeah. Point being, I think Did like she... if someone had taken a risk and like kind of done a project like this with her, it probably would have benefited her as an actor more. Oh, like, you need like a transitional piece. Where yeah, you're, like, kind I, of what you used to be, but moving. Out yeah, of it. I don't. I mean, that obviously has nothing to do with this movie, but it's something I was thinking of the whole time because like it does seem authentic because obviously the people had their, for lack of a better term, fingers in the pie. So yeah, uh, it, it as a look. Also, that's the other thing. As a look into fingers like... in the queso suppresso. <laughs> Uh, as I look at the behind the scenes of the cam industry, mm-hmm. it was I also found it entertaining. You know, it's not something you see often. So just to get to see like these people and what they're doing with their tokens and like she had like her own style and you had like I think it's a well developed world as far as it goes. And so that also seemed you know like uh it was a decent hook before even before things get weird i think you know it's like about 30 minutes before she finds out that she's locked out of her account i was down with it i was i mean i was waiting for something to happen yeah but i was like as far as 30 minutes developing this world i'm down it seems interesting now let's see what happens and yeah when she figured it all out it was like the star trek beyond moment where idris elba just comes into frame and everything starts to make sense i haven't seen star trek beyond oh well idris elba is a bad guy so (laughs) well thank you you just ruined that for me you're welcome all right, so you're going to give it a grade. You can either do a letter grade like Mattis does, or you can do a star rating like I do. I do like, you know, one to five stars. Mind you, I could give it a C plus or a B minus, but I highly doubt I'm ever going to rewatch this movie. I mean, there are like A minus movies probably that you've never watched again. 
Yeah, that's true. Like Jilly. Fuck off. <laughs> Could I add something? Yes. There's a documentary called People's Republic of Desire that's about cam people in China that is very interesting, and I watched it before this movie, and I think it like opens your eyes to the whole industry a little bit more. Do you think that it made cam a more a better experience because you'd watch the documentary before you watched it? Yeah, because it's pretty creepy, the industry itself. But the people that are in it aren't. And like they, they're, they mean well, but they run, like they run into this problem a lot with like an evil spirit. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in China. You never know. <laughs> All our Chinese listeners just well, like, <laughs> gone. With how ahead of the market they are, they have the Vibratron six thousand over there. So <laughs> no, it's the the Sibian, the Sibian yeah. six thousand. No, it's a really good documentary, um, and it really like explains the industry and how kind of sad it is and attached to people who just want to reach out and have friends because it's not really about the sex which i think that the movie doesn't really come across with as well i mean you see two customers in the movie and they're both major creeps yeah i think that's why it's because it's a lot of people who just want connection with people i thought it was always about the money well, for the cam people, yes. Right. No, but the, like, customers the customers are looking oh, okay, for a yeah. uh, connection because they don't really have like friends. Yeah. And they're just like, stuck. I, I think Tinker probably is like a real person where he's like stuck in his parents' basement. And, mm-hmm. But Barney is a, extra. <laughs> I don't know, because that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think people go to cam, like, go on to watch camp shows. For like something more than just sex, yeah, it's like some sort of like interaction that's where they can like participate with. If you like, they're your friends. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of like joking. I mean, I can't think of the last time that I even like clicked on like something that was related to a campsite. But I remember when I was back in my Peruvian days, back when I was a teenager. No, I remember like Julio the helicopter. Well, it's just one of those things like, oh, holy shit, the internet is full of really weird places, and so. Just kind of like checking out, it's like, is this really happening? And it's, it seemed like really fake. Yeah. So I've never, you know, it's never been something that seemed like it would be, you know, why would you waste money on this? Yeah. As the, someone who's spent hundreds of hours and thousands upon thousands of dollars on pro wrestling, I'm never going to criticize someone <laughs> for how they spend their money. But at the same time, like, that's one of those things I can see, like, just like you said, to me, I see no point or value in doing that. But to your point and what Jenny was saying too, I'm sure there are people out there that view that as like that's their interaction with the outside world. And then people, women, men, be whoever have these channels are smart enough to, you know, know when to pull it in, pull it back, and then also monetize that. That was probably like uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie, actually, when he calls her to the line that she, he's not supposed to call. And she's like, why are you calling this line? This is just for emergencies. And she's going to stop on him. Yeah. You know, she... She's, she changes from being super friendly with him over the Skype to just being like all business. Uh, I imagine that's just how you have to be. But yeah. Uh, coming soon, the contrarians cam. Jesus no, Christ. Just, <laughs> if you're really hurting for connection. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's y'all's Patreon plan. Yeah. There you go. It's just, you'll ride it's the Sibian and... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and I'll be in the pool. Like, it's just going to be like ASMR videos. Just us talking about movies really close to the mic while eating like Oreos and chicken wings. Dude, real talk, I really wanted a fucking steak after that scene. That was gross, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> there's confetti on that steak. That's true. <laughs> well, if you really want a steak, you just get it, no matter what. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, it, so C minus. I, I think I gave it four stars when I get, when I was, I know, I liked it a lot. I can say, I, I know, low expectations had a lot to do with it. Uh, You're too nice. I, I I liked it a lot. I ask me like six months from now if I watch it again because right now I, I mean I rewatched it today just mm-hmm. to like make notes, but it was still you're still on that natural high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still you it's, just got the, off the Vibratron. Exactly. I would say that Sibian high. Sibian. The Sibian high. Six months from now, maybe I'll be like ah uh, three stars. I I don't think I would give it less than three stars. I think that I I stand by what I said. I think that it's the the lack of direct judgment I really find appealing. Well, it's your birthday, yeah. so I'm going to let you say <laughs> you going to let want. me have that yeah. one? Okay, Ashley, can you go like quickly like around and just get everybody's ranking? <laughs> C-. 
It was camtastic. <laughs> three and a half stars. Three and a half. It's three. C. C for Cam. Yeah, C, C plus, B minus. He has his own microphone. You I do. It's going to get horrendous feedback. All right, cool. Well, Julio, uh, I think people in this room are thankful that you made us watch this. I think so. You can just, like, I, much like the, the heroine of the movie, you can tell the story to your grandkids eventually. Apparently. Just, just tell them about, like, that weird industry back in the 2010s called cam industry. You know, oh, it's only going to grow from here. You think so? Oh, yeah. So I kept passing it up on Netflix, but when you said that it had gotten a 95% or whatever, I was like, what? So I had to watch it. I was surprised that it was that high, too. And honestly, I've seen it in a couple, you know, those people that make their um, top 10 to 20, well, top 25 of the year. I've seen it in two of those that they named it, like their top 25. On, it was on the lower end. It was in the 25 to 20. Crazy. They only see like 25 <laughs> Hey man, it's like one of the only new movies I saw this year. Huh? Halloween, Cam, Mary Poppins. Eclectic. Hey. Yeah. All all bases are covered. Well, Julio, from myself to you, podcasting partner, happy birthday. We'll we'll go for a ride on the Sibian after this, but uh, <laughs> the birthday Sibian. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, thank you for those in the room for participating and listening to us and to the listening audience. We'll catch you next time. Now, that wasn't too bad, was it? Except for the part where we forgot to thank Hans Radiser for doing our logo. You can contact him on Twitter at Mildemonios, M-I-L-D-E-M-O-N-I-O-S, or you can email him at Mildemonios at Hotmail.com if you need a logo or if you want to talk about his podcast, Nación Combi. We also forgot to thank the festive years for our intro and outro songs, Last Stand and Summer of 99, respectively. This time around, they had help from the Alban Brothers, the Vaughn Brothers, The Who, Gary Glitter, John Mayles Bluesbreakers, Radiohead, and Nux. What a party. Hopefully you guys had a good time. We'll see you on the next episode.